This is the Canadian Society of Cinematographers podcast. Join us as Canada's cinematographers discuss the tools and techniques they use in shaping the aesthetics of their current projects. This podcast features director of photography Gerald Packer CSC in conversation with Carolyn Wong of the CSC board. Gerald discusses his work on the hit CBC TV series Schitt's Creek. This interview was recorded on April 6, 2016 in Toronto. Gerald, here we are. Hi, Carolyn. Hi, Gerald. How are you? Fine, thanks. It's been a long time. It sure has. Okay, so we're going to talk Schitt's Creek, the award-winning CBC TV series. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's a funny show. It's great to work on uh, every day. It's mm-hmm. funny. Yeah, you laugh every day, and just working with uh, Eugene and and Catherine and all the other actors and Dan and cool and uh, Annie and everybody, Chris. Everybody's great. So how did you how did you get the show? Like how'd that happen? Um, I worked with the producers before, and uh, then I got to. Uh, you know, putting my hat in the in the ring with uh, some other DPs that were being shopped around, and uh, I just uh, got the job. <laughs> okay. I was luckily I got the job. And because I'd worked with Colin Colin before and uh, Andrew on comedies, and and uh, then it just they got the opportunity to work with Eugene and Dan on this their uh, first season, so I had my hat in the ring there, and uh, luckily I got the job. Yeah, no, that's great. So, did you have much prep as in like discussion about what it looks like? Because it is kind of, I guess, a comedy, sort of a sitcom, but... Yeah, it was, it was, um, like, the, Eugene and Dan had done a pilot with, this was Dan's uh, project, and Eugene's uh, got involved, or I don't know how early on they did, but it was Dan's idea when Eugene got involved, and then they did a pilot, and the pilot did really well, so then they were going to shop it around and try and get it made up here. In Canada, so CBC picked it up and uh, Pop TV in the states, and uh, it was uh, they they had a really di- like a, a clear aesthetic on how they wanted it to look. Like Dan, especially with Eugene, they had they they didn't want it to look like a sitcom, but they didn't want it to be too dramatic. So it's it's it plays somewhere in the middle there. It, it you totally got it. Yeah, that's, totally got that's it. exactly what they wanted. I mean, I was watching the other night, and I'm like. That the, those barn scenes at the party, it was like beautiful. Yeah, that, that was yeah. a good. Uh, I mean, it seems like it, it. It they've always wanted it to be a show that um, you could, but wasn't limited to the sitcom lighting type thing because they didn't want that at all. But at the same time, it's a comedy and you can't go too dark with it. It's not like a dark humor or like a you know some shows I guess or comedies can be dark, but very rare. Be dark I can't comedy even then. think. I can't, I can't even <laughs> think of any any comedies that are at that style, like half hour uh, shows that are extremely dark. Like it's hard to. Yeah, well, you want to see everybody because <clears throat> yeah, the comedies happening everywhere. It's all about everywhere. the actors, and you, if you don't see their faces and their eyes, you're missing part of the show, right? Like because it is all about like on that show especially, it's about lighting the actors. I mean the the that's what we all do anyways as DPs, light actors, but. In this one particular, it's like you've got to light them and shoot them in a way that you get the jokes and the timing and the, you see the faces and it's, uh, it doesn't make you feel sad. It's like it's a happy look, hopefully. But at the same time, it gives you a little bit of a, a feeling that the environment that they're living in could be more real than a situation comedy like, like uh, you know, a sitcom. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I have to agree that, uh, you know, you've totally achieved that because I feel it's, there's a bit of a lush look. It's not flat. Like, how did, technically, how did you get that look? Like, what's, there must be some system you, you well, devised. Not, they didn't really have a system, but it was more, um, the difficulty was shooting in, like, small locations, like the hotel rooms, which were, like, the motel rooms were uh, small because that's the place that the shits were, or the, the, the roses were going to move to. Sorry. That's where the roses were going to move to, so they had to be, realistically small motel rooms they weren't moving into a suite or you know a big room and we couldn't go <clears throat> too big with it because it wouldn't be realistic so we um, you know we shoot in a lot of small locations especially the motel rooms and then when we go outside it brings some more reality so the uh, actual locations give some reality to the the rooms and the the real challenge is we shoot the the inside of the rooms in the studio and then we have a lot of scenes outside the room so just matching the interior and exterior which everybody has to do yeah. but because we shoot all the exteriors in June we don't know what the weather's going to be like of course in a month and a half or two months so it's uh you know it was kind of risky you know you get there and it's raining and you your interior's sunny Oh, so you might be <coughs> shooting the interiors before you shoot We'd shoot all the interiors before first. we go on location Oh, so you're so it's just it's one of those you've got a I've got a great uh, grip and lighting team oh, who are with uh, Lorena Ruddick and uh, Mitch Holmes and uh, and they've been fantastic. The camera team is fantastic with uh, Johnny Kalvecki and Kalen uh, McCowan and uh, Steve, his spokes puller, and Ben Levy. They're all uh, orphan black people, so it's a fantastic crew. So we're pretty much uh, whatever we get thrown, we have a way to deal with it. Whether we have to add light to the exteriors or, you know, it's I kind of went on the side of like why why shoot the exterior the interiors like uh, cloudy or dark when I might get there and it's sunny. So it's kind of like I aired on the side of why doesn't it, let's make it sunny most of the time, and then when we get there if it's sunny it's a hundred percent win. If I get there and it's a little cloudy I can still add a light There's for a close light, up yeah. and make it look like it's sunny. So it's just been playing with uh, the weather that we end up getting thrown. And really, the, the, the whole show is about shooting and getting every take that could be funny or funnier so that there's no technical reason why they can't use any take. Uh, right? right. So I think uh, we do that. And uh, I mean, Eugene and Dan and like all the actors, like I said, they're just like total professionals and they're just funny to be around. Like, oh, it's, it's such a funny it's show. It's just a funny <laughs> bunch of people like Chris Elliott and Eugene. Oh, and, yeah. <clears throat> and Dan and Annie, it's like it's just a great chemistry of, of really funny people. So the interiors that um, you shoot in the studio, uh, there's they built to size. There, there really is no. Uh, we have the exterior of the motel room, but all the rooms inside are all different. It's like mm -hmm. a makeshift motel room now that's uh, owned by a private citizen that actually rents it out for basketball kids, mm -hmm. kids that are coming up from all over that are in in basketball oh, the exterior. Training. Yeah, like the actual motel room that's up in uh, Hockley Valley. Mm -hmm. We only do, uh, maybe we'll shoot out of a door to get the person coming in where we part out scenes. We'll part out interiors and exteriors so that we can, you know, have the scenes in and out of the room. Right. So when we get up there, we do shoot through the doorway towards the highway. And then we do shoot the front of the motel into the rooms, but we never see into the rooms because there's nothing there. Uh, the rooms are all in the studio that we shoot before. Totally fake room. Okay, so you never use your <coughs> location rooms. Never, yeah. Uh, okay. Except for um, the Shit's house, 
the town hall and then again with the uh, the cafe we just shoot the outside of the cafe the interiors up up in our studio at Buckingham Street now so your package do you have a big truck like is there any is there any kind of like any tricks that's happening um, at all? No, it's it's more just how great the new uh, camera, well, the Alexis is. And oh, yeah, what are you using? The Alexis and uh, <clears throat> Plus and uh, Coke, Coke lenses. So we're starting off with a good uh, package. And then uh, it's all just, um, you know, being there so that we can capture the... Uh, is it two cameras? Two cameras. It's two, it's two camera shoot, yeah. All the time? All the time. <clears throat> and they're all uh, dingle cams, like... Uh, what are they? What is other something else called? But they're the easy easy rigs, and uh, so there's pretty hard work for the operators. They're always on the easy rigs, and uh, and we just move around and try and get to get the scenes done as best we can, and then try and capture the comedy. So I guess your interiors um, on stage they're all pre-rigged and pre-lit. Um, pretty much, yeah. Like for a lot of the a lot of the sets, but you know, the the actors wherever the actors are, it's always lit separately for each scene where the actors go because what are you using up there i'm using uh leds using uh kinos and leds and uh either image 80s or mac techs for you know for our keys and so i like i like the digital uh lights because they're less uh less green so i don't have to worry about uh as much green coming through because that's always been my problem with kinos is just like they're the bulbs are I mean, you got to spend a lot of time to get them all perfect, and you never have the time because one bulb could be off on an image 80, and it's like one out of eight bulbs, and you can't really see. Well, it's just, I like LEDs. Kinos were great, but I think LEDs are even more fun. I think, yeah, LEDs are becoming a lot of the way <coughs> yeah. for people because they're cooler, they don't use as much power, there's so many pluses to it. It's uh, And they're getting. They don't, I mean, they used to flicker, right? Remember uh, just a few years ago, you'd have to test all the LEDs, they'd flicker at different speeds. And so now at Moss Lighting, I've got uh, a bunch of lights from there and plus the, the ones from PS or whites, wherever they, uh, the Mac techs come from. I think they both uh, can can use them. Yeah, I guess, like, I think the industry's demanding that they just yeah, get I think, better. Yeah, exactly, they've gotten better. And I think, um, yeah, I think uh, the LEDs are here to stay for sure. I mean, they're great lights. Yeah. And you can diffuse them, do whatever you want with them still, and uh, they're like nice. Make they're them cooler. any color you want. And make them any color and cool them down, warm them up. They're just great lights. But we're still using gels. <laughs> yeah, gel, yeah, gels we're using. Like, uh, I like uh, bouncing light and, you know, everything else that you can do to make it softer. So what is what is your what's your formula for the key lights? Do you, do you mainly bounce it or do you diffuse? Um, both. It depends on the size of the location and how far we can get away from the actors. So a lot of times we'll use image 80s if if it's in close or a bounce if it's in close and so we use everything: bouncing, diffusion, straight, uh, just front lighting, back any any kind of lighting we can use on the situation that we can get away with. It really depends on the blocking, right? Sometimes the blocking's more complicated and sometimes less and you have to hang the lights or depends on how far away you how how what your angle of view is so mm -hmm. everything's different so every scene's lit separately and there's nothing the only things really up in the air are uh that are constant are some of the uh some of our fill situations like mm. and our backdrop light because you can see the backdrop out the window a little tiny window so you know that takes a lot of uh 
you know, just to match the yeah. the backdrop with the actual location because they're totally. Uh, Is it a translate? <coughs> it's a translate. Yeah. 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 If it allows you translate, it looks yeah. Kind of well Translates are uh, always challenging. <laughs> you know, it's like they work better at night, but. <laughs> yeah, always, everything looks better at night. Yeah, they look better at night because it's hard to get that outdoor look without leaves blowing and birds flying by and wind blowing the trees. It's just uh, so, you know, we, we, we just shoot around it, I'd say. I mean, every, and I, like I said, we part out the scenes where there's somebody knocking at the door. We shoot half the scene, you know, now and then in the studio and then we'll shoot the other half when we're up on location in a month or so. Yeah, so it's a real continuity. Uh, yeah, it's a continuity issue. We got... Uh, you know, a lot of people looking out for that in the editing and the uh, on the floor with Donna. Yeah. So, do you have um, some reference stills or on a on a device to, to check, like a? Uh, oh yeah, they have uh, the editors will supply us with the the scene cut up to that point or those references so we can see them on. Set. Oh, so you have a real live. Reference. Yeah, and see just uh, for just for continuity for one thing, and the other thing continuity of lighting. So. Mm-hmm. But just for actual continuity, they are keeping track of it, so we're pretty on top of that. Yeah, it's pretty seamless. It's yeah, it's a great, it's a great running show. Really, uh, have nothing but good things to say about it. And now you're going into starting to shoot the second season, third season. Oh, third, is it third yeah. already. Yeah, third mm-hmm. season. Yeah, it's wow. amazing. So, Gerald, how did you get into camera? Like, you know, um, I I went to Ryerson back in you know the. Uh, when I was a younger guy, and uh, <laughs> and then worked on different students' films, really. I mean, just like, I went to Ryerson, I think, just before Miroslav, but, you know, he did the same thing. Doug Coe went there, he did the same thing. Because the great thing about Ryerson was that you had to make a film, like, in second year, and you had to make a film in third or fourth year. or Fourth year you had to, for sure, but I don't know about third. Probably. But anybody, anyways, a lot of people didn't want to shoot. So they had to make a film, so they wanted to write or direct, so they'd have to find somebody in the class that wanted to shoot. So it was really great for learning. Did you want Did you want to Yeah, to I loved shooting. shooting. Yeah, I was shooting in high school. So when I went there, I thought, I, I, I love doing this, so I'd try and shoot everybody's film. And there was another guy in this in my class, Maurizio Belli. He tried to shoot a lot of films. So we all, like, you know, I'd shoot, like, eight or nine films that year, and then uh Maurizio would shoot six or seven. The next year you'd shoot more and you'd get better and you know you were practicing and learning how to you know how to shoot. Oh awesome. And in those days you had to you know you were operating and DPing and doing everything. And it was film. And it was film so it was uh, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Well and when you graduated though how tough was it to <clears throat> start shooting? To, yeah to get the well, jobs. Well I, <clears throat> I went to uh, I took a course, or drove to Mo. I didn't actually take the course, but I, I drove with Mo to the to that uh, place in Maine, and Vilmo Sigmund was the instructor. So I hung out and you know with them, with Mo. Mo paid the fee, but I got I just hung out. Mo, Mo Rizzo? Rizzo. Oh, Rizzo paid <coughs> Rizzo for you. Paid, no, he didn't pay for me. He <laughs> oh. paid he, he paid for himself, and I went along oh, for you the just, drive. Oh, you just tag so on. I would just I would just tag along, and I'd be the guy watching everything. I got to be in some of the like the I was acting or you know one of these little things. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> so we were there for about a week, I guess, or I don't know how many days it was, but anyways, learned a lot then, and then uh, I got a job at Filmhouse. And I worked there for, I guess, a year and a half. So I, I learned about timing. Oh, so you were working like in, in the colorist? In like, the lab, yeah. In the lab. And I worked there as the shipper. So I wanted to get uh, get to know Val Killam and like Von Killam and uh, a lot of timers that were working. 
so I asked him how how does a timer what timing work on film and they explained it to me and I just started learning more about exposing film and and then uh, I tried to shoot again so I went to lift and tried to meet some people and shot a bunch of lift films I don't know 10 or 11 for a few years did those and then uh, I think the first uh, feature I did was called H and it was uh, this theater director that wanted to make a film so basically made that film and uh, won an award. What was it about? Heroin addicts. I, I think I remember because <clears throat> we met, we've met a long time ago. Yeah. We've known each other for a long time and I remember you starting to shoot and I think I, I recall Yeah, it was that. around 89 or yeah. 90, same, yeah. yeah. Somewhere in there, 89 and then 90, I think it was, in, or 91, it was in the film festival. But it won the Toronto Film Festival. It was an interesting two-person film, right? Like two heroin addicts that try to kick their habit. And the, the French Canadian and uh, and this guy with a weird tattoo, <clears throat> and then he uh, they it was a nice film. I, I liked it. It was was based on a uh, I don't know if it was based. It was based on a real story for a girl that gave the director. So do you think that film you know helped boost? Um, it 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 was a feature which I you know I'd shot like tons of half hours and twenty minute films, but you know I just wanted to do a feature so. That started the ball rolling, I guess, and then uh, just start climbing up from there, trying to get more jobs. Yeah, well, your first feature winning an award, it you know, yeah, too, because that's actually really helpful. Yeah, it, it helped a lot, but it wasn't as it wasn't as like it is now. It wasn't as it wasn't as big a deal as I think it would be now. Just right. There's more like the, the TIFF media's. used to be pretty, yeah. not as big as it the is. The festivals, now. the festivals, as we used to call it. Yeah, it, it was a lot more uh, Toronto based then. I think it wasn't as international. There were some great films there. There were some lot of great films mm-hmm. from all over the world. I used to go to them a lot. So, do you think that um, you you have a genre that you that's your favorite, or that you, you tend to do more of? Mm, I don't know. I just love shooting. So, I I, I like doing comedies because it's light and and it's fun. It's challenging, and you know, it's not as challenging maybe as doing a dark movie with gunfire and uh, thing. But uh, it's it's for the actors, right? I, even on an action film, you're still shooting actors. There's lots of other stuff, but I love shooting actors and working with actors. I think that's the, the joy of your kind of partners in that. Like you're, you're capturing what they're putting out there and, and you wanna, you know, depending on the look of the show or the, the, the feeling or the mood of it, then you've gotta try and make it seem like you're creating an environment that those actors can live in mm-hmm. and survive in. Cause mm-hmm. you know, if you, if you don't capture it properly, you're going to lessen their performance. But if you do capture it properly, it can even you, you keep it at the same level or even rise it up a bit or make them look uh, better than they, they thought or, you know. That's really insightful. That's great. That's <clears throat> but yeah, great. you're creating That's an environment yeah. for them. And, it's, and if it comes out great, then the story and the actors all live in there and it seems like it's right. And it's not real, of course, but you know. <laughs> what is real? Right. Yeah, what is real. real in front of the camera? Nothing yeah, it's anymore. Nothing. nothing. So <laughs> it's it's about working with actors and having a relationship, I think. And they got to trust you that you're not uh, going to shoot them in a way that doesn't work with the story or, or something just because it looks better or something, right? So it's a it's a compromise, but it's also just experience and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they got to look good. I mean. Yeah, you have they, to make people they have look, to look good. good yeah. as you well. have to. People have to look as good as they can in that environment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you won a Canadian Screen Award for the for Shit's Creek too, yeah, yeah. And how'd or that sh- feel? Was it one? Yeah, yeah it was. Shit's it was Creek. great. It was really nice. It, well, you know, it was a really great feeling to get voted in, or you know, by your peers or by the Academy and things. It was really great. I mean, this the show is kind of it's a comedy about a family, right? They're fa- it's a family out of out of 
out of uh, water or what's yeah, the yeah, term? Fish out and of they're, water. they're family fish yeah. out of water and they're trying to survive and the, the cool things that come out of it are you know really human things and human elements that that bind the family together even though they're quirky and everything the the things that really make people feel good are the things that everybody has in their lives that are right there like the the love and the understanding and all the things that people need to have as a family. Well, I think uh, someone had said it's kind of like Green Acres. Remember mm-hmm. Green Acres? Yeah, yeah, Green Acres was good. They had their, <laughs> that totally, element too. Yeah, totally like that. I've, I've, did a, I've done a lot of comedies. Like I did Testies, which was a good set, uh, series, two camera. And uh, this other one I did called um, Almost Heroes, which is a comic book. Uh, two, guys, two brothers that own a comic book store. After their dad dies, really funny show it was great, and uh, I've done other comedy shows too. But it's uh, I like it. Like I like comedies. Um, okay, I, now is there anything that any tips you'd give to any DP starting out? Sort of well, now, nowadays a lot of DPs are way ahead of how things were when I was starting out. I mean, there's a lot of young DPs I've met and have worked with as operators and stuff, and they're doing really good. I've seen their names all over the place, and uh, it's great. I mean, I think they have a, a much more direct approach and they're more efficient with their time now than I think I was. I think I wandered around for <laughs> 10 years thinking about being a DP and doing film here and there and working on some other job. And But it took a while when I was, I mean, here's a good, uh, like when I started out, it was, you had to be patient because nobody's going to hire a 30-year-old DP. It's like, you got to wait till you're in your 40s or even 50s before you're gonna get any big shows. That's not how it is now. It's totally different. But in when I was starting out, it's like you had to know, you had to like, you didn't know anything. Like you heard that on, from people that were in the business. You don't know anything yet. And it's like, you have to be patient and you have to work your way up until you know something. And uh, it's not like that now in the whole world. It's like everything's changed, so. Yeah, I think with globalization <clears throat> and, and digital, yeah, and and the internet mm-hmm. and the track is faster. Yeah, well, the, everything's faster. Careers are quicker. Careers come and go faster and die faster and live faster. You know, everything's faster. So, I think the young DPs that are coming up now are doing great. There's some some great work and young guys. Yeah, there's some great talent out yeah, there. Yeah, really is. And uh, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's it's a great great time for young people. Just got to get more women in uh, DP positions and more women in uh, operating and need people to hire <clears throat> women. Yeah, because they're out there. Yeah, they're out there, and uh, they. I just... think that's something that has to uh, change because they're that's fifty percent of the population should be, be making movies. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, with fifty percent of the time, yeah. <laughs> Working at it, but it does. It takes directors to consider. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not even a leap of faith because their work is just as equal to anyone out there. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's just making that little effort and making it normal, helping normalize it. Yeah. You know, it's a re it's a rethink. It's totally a rethink. Yeah, and for, it's a it's things have been in place for a long time, so it's gonna take a long time for it to get Yeah, well hopefully we can be a little faster and get over it. I think though the generation the younger generation mm-hmm. is much more uh, open. They don't even yeah, think when they, don't even, they don't think about gender so much. No, I know. They it's, just uh, it just is. It is true. There's a lot of uh, things happening, a lot of good shows getting produced, and on the lower side of thing, lower budget side, there's a lot of guys running around doing crazy. Yeah, work. zero budget stuff. If, yeah. if you have all the programs on your computer, mm-hmm. you've got a, a phone even. I know. You can make, you know, if your narrative's strong, you can shoot anything. Yeah, well, you can do it yourself nowadays if you have a, it's just the amount of energy it takes. That's, 
young people have more energy <laughs> yeah, that's and they right. and they have a lot more you know they, there's little groups of people i've had i've done some lower budget things where you know the the crew that came out were all friends and they were all working together for a few years already that they weren't in a union or anything they were just uh making things all right i want to thank you for your time you're welcome and uh, you're... nice to see you again carolyn yeah i know i know you're prepping okay thank you you're welcome This has been the Canadian Society of Cinematographers podcast. The CSC is a non-profit organization that has been promoting the art and craft of cinematography in Canada since 1957. Find out more by logging on to the CSC.ca. Thank you for joining us.